Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Michael Zizis, Head of U.S. Public Policy Research and Municipal Strategy for Morgan Stanley. And I'm Matthew Hornbach, Global Head of Macro Strategy. And on this edition of the podcast, we'll be talking about current debates over fiscal stimulus and inflation and how fixed income markets may react to potential outcomes. It's Wednesday, February 10th at 11 a.m. in New York. So, Matt, let's talk a little bit about an economic policy debate that's got a lot of attention in the media, but maybe isn't getting a lot of attention from markets. And the debate I'm talking about is one taking place within the economic thought leaders of the Democratic Party, namely Treasury Secretary Yellen, who's continuing to press the case for a $1.9 trillion stimulus, and Larry Summers, the former director of the National Economic Council, among many other prior titles. And he's publicly shown support for the stimulus, but it's also flagging the possibility that it might be too big and it might touch off inflation in a risky way. So Matt, one implication of this debate, it might actually influence how Democratic lawmakers look at the size of this bill. Now, our view is that there's been already enough pressure from moderate Democratic senators to reduce the size of this bill so it ends up below $1.5 trillion. But perhaps it begs the question, how important is it to markets that the bill is $1.9 trillion instead of $1.5 trillion or $1 trillion? In particular, the bond market, which in our view should be the primary shock absorber for the stimulus policy. So the size of the bill matters from a supply perspective because the larger the bill is, the greater the chance that Treasury will have to finance it through increasing coupon Treasury issuance. So if the bill is $1.5 trillion or lower, we don't think that the Treasury will have to increase the size of coupon issuance and rather will be able to fund that sized bill with their current issuance schedule. The size of the bill also matters when thinking about the future of economic activity. Clearly, the larger the amount of transfer payments that we see into the real economy, the more activity we would expect on the back of those transfer payments. There is clearly a debate out there amongst economists about the multipliers to apply to this program. And so the details will matter from that perspective. But that's how I see uh, the size of this bill being important through those two channels. So, Mike, do you think the Larry Summers concern about possibly much higher rates of inflation will have an influence on the size of the package at the end of the day? I don't think it'll have that much of an impact on the debate. So first, the Summers perspective about the stimulus potentially being too big, it's already well reflected in the negotiation because this is a point that some of the moderate Democratic senators have already made. And then second, I'd say that from the perspective of the administration, and in particular, Treasury Secretary Yellen, who has obviously been the Fed chair before, if there's a risk of doing too much or too little, they might prefer the risk of doing too much because the Fed has a track record of dealing effectively with inflation. There isn't really much of a track record dealing with low levels of inflation, disinflation, or, or deflation. So Matt, there's another angle here to consider, and it's, it's Larry Summers' main critique is that the size of this package could touch off an inflationary spiral because it's much bigger than the estimated output gap in the economy. Now, our own economics team sees inflation returning this cycle, prodded by this fiscal action, but doesn't share that concern of spiraling inflation. In any case, 
how might markets reflect the possibility of this concern? Are they going to ignore it unless there's strong evidence for concern of inflationary spiral? Uh, I mean, we've just come off a decade where deficits did nothing but expand substantially, but bond yields and inflation did nothing but decline. So are markets just going to shrug off this possibility? Mike, when I look at the bond market over the past six months, I see plenty of evidence to suggest that investors are growing more concerned about higher rates of inflation. The question is, is this concern being expressed in the expectations that are embedded into market prices, or is this concern being expressed in the risk premiums that are also embedded into market prices? Our analysis suggests that the rise in concern around inflation is concentrated more in the risk premium component of the market than in the expectations component of the market. And this aligns with our discussions with investors. We find very few investors in the market believe in the inflation projections that are coming from our economics team. So we find evidence to suggest that expectations remain fairly well anchored for inflation to remain below 2%. But inflation risk premiums are now pricing in a greater risk of higher inflation in the future. So what does that look like? So we clearly have a forecast for higher yields. Does it mean that effectively inflation is going to have to clearly demonstrate itself before yields go beyond what is currently in your forecast, which I think is about 1.5% on the 10-year, or that markets might get ahead of that and assume there's going to be these sort of Larry Summers-like scenario, and you could see yields go higher than what we're forecasting and others were forecasting. Given the expansion in inflation risk premiums that we've already seen, we do think that there is a limit to how high they will go in the absence of realized inflation. If we see realized inflation moving higher in a sustained manner, we think that inflation expectations amongst investors and the general public will begin to increase. That process, though, we expect to be a slow one, given the decades that inflation has been running below the Fed's 2% target. So the bottom line is there is scope for yields to continue to rise. We expect that rise to be gradual as people's inflation expectations gradually shift higher. In the meantime, inflation risk premiums in the market can continue to rise, albeit less so than they have over the past six months. And all of that combined should continue to put upward pressure on treasury yields. So we continue to forecast a 10-year treasury yield around 1.5% by the end of the year. But we also believe that getting there is going to be a grind. So is it fair to say when it comes to the bond market and inflation, the bond market's going to have to see it to believe it? I think that's right. The bond market will have to see it to believe it. And when it sees it, it will believe it. All right. Fair enough. Matt, thanks for taking the time to talk. Great talking with you, Michael. As a reminder, if you enjoy Thoughts on the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 